the world is pushing it's constantly pushing them together like mm-hmm. the aunt is like hey this is thomas you should hang out with him because he's your age and he needs to be shown around do it <laughs> so okay. jackson doesn't really have a choice he's just like yeah okay fine i'll take him to the beach i guess another episode of All Books, Strong Municipal Library's podcast, where we talk to you about the books we'd like to recommend. And Donald is ready when you are. Oh, wait, that's the title of the book you're talking about, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but he's also ready. <laughs> um, am I? Okay. <laughs> All right. So the title of the book that I was reading is Ready When You Are. It is by Gary Lonesboro. So the story is about, is about Jackson. He is a Koori Aboriginal Australian. The Koori people are native to, like, New South Wales, which would be like Southern Australia, I would assume. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to see in geography. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, it's just kind of like his coming of age story and like his self-acceptance story. He lives on the Mish, which is, I'm assuming is like a, an Aboriginal community in their town. He, his family is sponsoring this kid who just got out of juvie and he, he was like going through another couple of issues. His name is Thomas. And they have like a slow burn kind of romance going on. Mm-hmm. Is Thomas also Aboriginal? Yes. Okay. Yes. Are they both, what did you say, Kuri? Kuri, yeah. Kuri. Yeah, K-O-O-R-I. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so it was really, it was really interesting. I would like went and did a couple, like a little bit of research just to see like what was mm-hmm. going on or, you know, to know what I was talking about. But the story, I I really did enjoy the story. <laughs> Their romance was very fun. I think it was, it wasn't cheesy. And I mean, I guess, I guess it kind of was cheesy, but like, it was just fun watching them go from like, I don't know, this kid to, oh, he's kind of cute to, oh my God, now I think I love you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just experiencing that with them was really fun. It was also just really interesting to see kind of like, what his experience was like being an Aboriginal teen in Australia and having to deal with like the intersectionality of his queerness and like his race, dealing with the racism that he experienced in the town that they were in and how that kind of how that was kind of like combined with his internalized homophobia and like how how all of that affected his journey. I had fun reading it just because like he was a typical like anxious teen. He was nervous. He he was really more so nervous about just how he would still fit into his community while also being queer. Like it was mm-hmm. the reconciliation of those two identities that that I really kind of like that res- that really resonated with me. So I do have to ask because the author is Australian, right? Yes. Uh, how frequently do you encounter like Australian colloquialisms? You know, because they do have a different vocabulary for different common things. Do they ever go to Macca's? Maccas. No, I don't know what that is. No. McDonald's. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I guess not frequently. There were a few terms that I want to say were probably more like native slang or like native to like their country slang. And does Um, it feel like that? Like kind of in America, like American slang and then like First Nations or like mm -hmm. indigenous slang is Mm -hmm. different. Yes. Like, is it kind of like that where there's like fully different like vocabulary like it's not necessarily australian it's aboriginal australian yes i want to say it was it's it's hard to kind of say just because the book was adapted i feel for a a more of a international audience yeah a more international audience and so everything i I understood everything really easily so there wasn't uh, ever that moment of like oh i don't know what this word is or i don't know what that means everything was either explained immediately afterwards or it it just was like translated i guess okay yeah okay 
Do you ever see parts of like their culture? Like, do you get like a window into that? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that was actually uh, one of my favorite parts of the book was that like being a queer teen, he didn't have to leave or deny that part of himself just to find acceptance somewhere else. He was able to kind of find out where he fit in within his own community, mm-hmm. and he was able to find a place there. Like at the end of the book, somewhere in the book, <laughs> they're going to the ceremony, just kind of just like where all the men in their community gather together, and just to they like paint and do like woodworking and just spend time to each other, spend time with each other. And at one point, one of the older guys pulls him aside and is like, you know, so I heard you were going through some troubles. He didn't. He never actually says the word like gay or queer or anything like that, but. He was just like, you know, however you're feeling, whatever you're going through, you have a place here with us if you want it. Like nothing can keep you from that. And that was just like super cool to see just because just because I've seen I've read a lot of queer stories and they're usually about the queer person having to leave their home or go somewhere somewhere far and distant to kind of discover who they are and find that that family that will accept them. Mm -hmm. And Jackson being able to stay with his community, stay with his family and have not everyone, but most of the people, the people that matter, mm-hmm. were have all of those people that accept him was really cool. So I know that Jackson's family is housing Thomas. Mm-hmm. How did he wind up in the situation that he's in? Like he was in juvie mm-hmm. essentially, right? Does it cover his background very well? Mm, not so much. Well, well enough, I say. Well enough for the for what the story was doing. Thomas was in juvenile detention for, oh gosh, I want to say he was like damaging public property or something with like his group of friends. He also had like to do, he, Thomas also had to deal with like his own internalized homophobia. And the way he did that was by, you know, lashing out and hanging out with the wrong group of people to try to sort of suppress those emotions. And I think one of the stipulations of his like release in quotations was that he spends time with another family so that he can like find other outlets for these emotions and that aggression. Mm-hmm. And so he ends up with Jackson's aunt and Jackson's aunt comes to the Mish. I, I, I don't know what else to <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> comes to the Mish and they're going to spend like the holidays with him. And so Thomas is there with them. Okay. okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause I was kind of like, how does a family just randomly decide to take in a yeah, someone teen he, otherwise? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you said there was the Mish and you said there was also the town that they're in are those two separate places is there like the mish and then like a local like town that's nearby that they go to kind of yes or just yes (laughs) kind of it's actually in a parallel dimension (laughs) this is a fantasy this is a very plot twist uh so the novel takes place in an australian town we never get an actual name for it but the mish is kind of like a smaller community within that town okay okay yeah it's gosh i don't want to say segregated but i'm assuming probably that's probably just kind of how like that happened yeah the mish exists for like the aboriginal people and like for them to have their own sort of homeland sort of place or or safe haven i guess yeah so i have to ask the very dumb american question but everybody in the u.s just immediately when they think of australia thinks about all of the dangerous animals and wildlife that are there is that covered at all in this story Yes, like the first couple <laughs> so much danger. <laughs> like the first couple of chapters, they're going to the beach, and one of the little kids they leave, they run away from the group or whatever, and like he gets Man-o-war. bit by a snake, oh, and a I was snake. just like, oh my god, <laughs> this yeah. child might die. Or at least, just a like, casual story with a spider the size of a dinner plate. Yeah. Like. <laughs> just like. Oh, man. Yeah. So that was really that was fun. After that happened, no one else really gets like hurt by any of like the wildlife. Mm -hmm. But it's like a constant fear or anxiety that like everyone knows that out there in the bush, there are these animals that could definitely (laughs) kill you. 
But I mean, like, we live here, so... We'll make it work. <laughs> we'll make it work, It's kind of yeah. like how we treat hurricanes. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't live somewhere where hurricanes would happen. You're like, eh, you get used to it. You get used to it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I actually spent, like, after that happened, because that was pretty early on, I spent, like, the rest of the novel, every time they were, like, out in the wild, on the beach... <laughs> At all, just like oh my god, what You're if like, like a shark snakes. comes by? What if what if something <laughs> what if bites a them? Shark comes by. See the way you said it made it sound like in a jeep, a shark would pull up and just be like, "What are you kids doing here?" <laughs> the shark is gonna come by, and the shark is gonna pick a fight. <laughs> yes. At one point, they were like fully in a canoe, just like out past like where everyone else was, and it's like, mm-hmm. is this where this ends? Like, do, do they, <laughs> do they die? Just die? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But thankfully, no one got hurt. That's good. That was the one and only time, like, some sort of, like, wildlife actually injured anyone. Phew. But it put it it in your mind for the rest of the book. It put it in your mind, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a new book that we have, right? In the teen section? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And do you know, have you ever seen anything by this author before? I've never heard of Uh No, them. I want to say that he's written one other thing before, okay. maybe a couple of other things. But this was the first, this was the first that I have ever, like, experienced okay. him. Yeah. And I mean, like, the writing itself was pretty good. There were certain times where I felt that things kind of felt rushed. But that's mm. just because it's like a... It's a very short. It's a very short yes, novel, but... like less than three hundred pages, which is honestly like great for me. Yeah, but I enjoyed Doesn't the story. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I enjoyed the story so much that it's kind of like a like a love hate. Like I love that it was so short because like I I, I like short novels, mm-hmm. but I like the characters and the world so much that I li- I would have enjoyed more time spent. There. Yes. Yeah. Did the romance feel rushed then? Actually, no. That okay. was a. It was interesting because it almost felt like a slow burn. It. It, yeah. it was interesting for a slow burn romance to happen within like an Two. under three hundred. Yeah, under yeah. three hundred. We spent like two or three chapters with just like Jackson on his own, Jackson with his friends and like in his community, like establishing the ordinary world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then Thomas. And, and then entered Thomas, and things kind of relatively stay the same they it's just that they just spend so much more time together and it almost feels like the world is pushing it's constantly pushing them together like Mm -hmm. the aunt is like hey this is thomas you should hang out with him because he's your age and he needs to be shown around do it (laughs) (laughs) so jackson doesn't really have a choice he's just like yeah okay fine i'll take him to the beach i guess and then at one point in time like thomas has to buy new clothes and the aunt and the mom is like busy painting or like doing something or just like take Thomas to buy clothes and then yeah it's just like they're constantly being thrown together that time spent together is just so enjoyable for the both of them mm-hmm. that they start to they just grow like together at the, after that yeah yeah is their relationship accepted by Jackson's family not immediately they spend a lot of time kind of doing their own thing in like in their in, in secret almost mm-hmm. but really the majority of the book was like the two of them kind of figuring out what their feelings for each other was like there was there was never a point in time where it was the relationship between them never felt like it was ready to be debuted to the world okay. ever okay they just, were still figuring it they out. were still yeah. figuring it out yeah 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 that makes sense oh i was gonna make a comment because it is interesting to see like we're only just getting more like indigenous authors in general in ya i don't think i have ever come across in my memory of purchasing YA books a book set in Australia mm-hmm. so having a book set in Australia that is also by a, a an aboriginal author is is very interesting yeah. I don't even think I knew that when I ordered it it just had a really pretty cover <laughs> and the premise sounded interesting I read through them very quickly mm-hmm. when I'm deciding what to order so it's just really nice to not just get like the different perspective but like a wholly different perspective because it's a different continent yeah. like very like very much different issues like different but all the same, mm-hmm. in the end, probably. The story itself just felt so intimate. Be- mm-hmm. Or rather, it felt like the author 
I'm assuming because he did, knew what he was talking about. Yeah. He was like very intimately aware of Jackson's place, Thomas's place, the situation mm-hmm. that they're going to be in and kind of what their mind frame would be. Yeah. And that was just really fun to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a perspective that you can't really understand, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> unless you've lived it. And and that's my favorite thing about getting like a wider variety of authors into any collection, but specifically YA, because you get all of these like interesting perspectives that you never would have even considered. I would have been like snakes, probably <laughs> scariest <laughs> part of Australia. <laughs> so it's really it's really nice to know that we are getting as a Western audience in like specifically the United States, where I feel like the publishing market is like the biggest in the world, that we are actually getting a chance for like authors from other countries to write about their experiences and have that presented to us alongside other like American authors. Because I just I feel like I don't get a lot of authors from other countries in our collection. Mm. I, I have one that I can think of like very specifically that was translated from French and then a handful from from Africa, but I cannot remember where they're from specifically, but it's like war girls and like those types of books. So I'm excited to see Australia represented. (laughs) One thing that I found really cool was that Aboriginal Australians also identify as black. And I was just like, that's super interesting just because like, I mean, sure, they look like me, but I, I don't know. Like, I just wasn't sure how they identified or what their culture was like. And even though they identify as black, there's still like that vein of first people's kind of indigenous culture there, too. So it's like there are similarities. Layers. Yeah, there are layers to their experience and there mm-hmm. are similarities to like certain things that I've experienced myself here. But there are distinctions, obviously, because of like where we're from and the culture that I exist in, whereas opposed to like the culture that the author may have existed in. Yeah, and that is interesting because I feel like in the U.S., like unless someone has a very specific like family history, they probably don't identify as indigenous and black. Yeah. I feel like it's usually a one or the other unless they specifically have parentage like from. Yeah. To, like, to, to see that very <laughs> to, clear. Yeah. To yeah. see it like in the in the in the family tree. So that's a really interesting change in what we would consider like from our perspectives. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you can think of? What kind of person would you recommend this for? Definitely like definitely older teens. Definitely older teens, older queer teens who I don't know, want to also see another queer person's experience. One thing that I that I kind of like I wrote down was that growing up I kind of felt like the only fruit in the basket of vegetables so like anytime I can get another queer story or anytime I can read a queer story or share some other queer person's experience I'm just like oh my god yes you're also an apple or a banana or whatever the fruit you want to be you know Uh, so yeah that was like the fun that was that's the part that I enjoyed the most so I would recommend this to like other queer teens and Mm -hmm. I specifically like say older because they're like the themes I fear are more are more mature. So like Jackson having to like endure some of the racism that he does living in the and living in uh, New South Wales, but also like some of the more spicier situations that they end up in. Some more spicier situations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, since you mentioned spicy, I feel like every time we force someone who talks about romance, um, we would give them make them do a spicy scale. Yeah. So from a one jalapeno to, or I would say from bell pepper to yeah, from uh, bell pepper to scotch bonnet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> What what pepper do you think? What pepper level are we at? I would say I don't know. Okay, so part of me wants to say like a poblano, but like those aren't very spicy at all. And like I feel like poblano would be like 
a flavor, not spice. Okay, so if thank it's you. like a, a romance novel where like at the end they like kiss for the first time, mm. I feel like that's a poblano. Like oh, you get okay, it okay. adds a little flavor to the story. A bell pepper is like there's not really any romance in the yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> they might hold hands. They might hold hands. Okay, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Like a I would say a jalapeno would be like a like an intro to mm-hmm. to spicy, you know. Where would you put a cayenne? Like a cayenne. Pepper? I think it would be above a jalapeno. Above okay, so yeah. definitely like a cayenne. Because it's a cayenne. like yeah. and that's a slow burning heat too. It's so. it's yeah. definitely like a slow burn it heat. Builds. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we had this discussion and I think we should I think we should bring a chart in next time we have someone who has a romance novel oh my God. with a list of peppers and yes, they, they can just like point. be more and more specific every time we review a romance. Yes, novel. we will refine our pepper scale. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us and bringing us a very fresh new perspective for uh, YA books. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye.